Well, good morning, everybody. Sorry, those of you I can't see through that little stuff. I'll just look around so we can see each other. So happy Mother's Day. And I say that to all of you who are mothers by blood, mothers by choice, mothers that aren't even the ones that look like mothers, that are just special people in your life who have impacted you and given you love in some way, shape, or form. And usually we take a day like today to give back to those people and to show how much we love them by, you know, maybe you take them out to brunch, maybe you <clears throat> buy a special gift, maybe you pick some flowers or write a card. So imagine you wanting to go and thank those people who have impacted you so much. And you go and you give this gift that you've perfectly picked out and the mother looks at it and says, oh, I don't really need that. Or takes the flowers that you've just given her and she hands it back and she's like, thanks, but no thanks. I'm good. How would it feel to have that kind of love rejected? I think sometimes we do that without even realizing we do that. See, we live in this culture that likes to quantify things. So we measure things, we, we time them, we photograph them. We assess pretty much anything we can get our hands on. And I think the reason we tend to quantify is because we like to control things. We like to control, which makes it hard for us to grasp the love of God because God's love is uncontrollable. It's immeasurable. It's reckless. So I came across a Tibetan proverb that I liked this week, and I thought I'd share it with you. It said, the secret to living well and longer is eat half, walk double, laugh triple, and love without measure. Are you able to love without measure? See, we tend to make things conditional. We often complicate love. But to love without measure means we just do two things, and both are equally important. We give love and we receive love. Now, giving is a blast. I could give love all day long, right? It's fun to watch somebody's face light up when you choose a gift for them that they like. It's fun to make somebody blush because you're complimenting them publicly. We're blessed to be a blessing. So there's this adrenaline rush when we're giving to people. Now, on the flip side, when we have to choose to receive love, it's rather vulnerable. There's a vulnerability that comes with it. And I will say in the last month, as I had to recover from my illness and I had to lay on my back and just be the recipient of love, I really learned a couple of lessons. First of all, what I learned is that as each gift showed up and each meal arrived and each person came to bring me flowers or cards or kind words, I had no control. And I learned that it was really vulnerable to sit there and just take without doing anything in return. And I learned that it really isn't easy. Because as a mom, moms give. I know how to give. I know how to love on people. I know how to make them feel special. As a pastor, I love my roles where I get to give to the community. And I get to care about each of you. I think of myself as a professional giver. But when that role is reversed, because huh, when you're the giver, there's this joy that you receive. And then here I found myself wrestling with vulnerability. I found myself really realizing that lack of control causes me a problem. 
I found myself weak and not able to give in return. And so then it starts to play tricks on you. And I started going, am I even deserving of this love? Have you ever done that? Have you ever asked yourself those questions? Mm-hmm. So I decided to prove to myself that I wasn't utterly crazy. I would go and research. So I went to the ultimate place. I went to Google and I typed in hard to receive love to see what would come up. And I found a, a study that was done on psychology today. It's a website that uh, gave the results. And people that were having a hard time receiving love gave these reasons. They didn't trust love as genuine. They felt vulnerable receiving love when they didn't feel it for themselves. They thought that receiving love made them feel like they owed somebody something. It also found in this study that people with low self-esteem actually had a negative response when people complimented them. So instead, they just rejected love because they never felt worthy of it. Do you feel worthy of God's love? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Have you ever thought that maybe your past is so speckled there's not a way God would love you? I mean, we all hear, God loves you. Jesus loves you. And I think sometimes we're like, yeah, yeah, but he kind of loves you probably more. Many of us have experienced pain in our lifetime. And, and because of that pain or because of that trauma, we condition ourselves to put up walls so that nobody can penetrate through them, even God. And we do this because it helps us to feel safe. And sure, of course, this protective response can protect us from being vulnerable to greater suffering, but there's a cost because it will also prevent us from experiencing deep love. So we need to let go of this need for protection and stop resisting being vulnerable so that we can open ourselves up to the benefits of love when it's offered. So in my studying and dwelling this week, I realized something. You don't get to choose if God loves you. So I often take the gospel text and I read it the week before and I dwell on it and I ask myself, what verse speaks to me? Which one keeps coming up? And I think I read this particular text about a hundred times. And the only verse that kept surfacing every single time was verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you. So that means God chooses to love me. God chooses to love you. The only thing we have to do is receive that love. And that sounds easy, but I think many of us say, thanks, but no thanks, God. If we look at that gospel a little bit further, we'll see that it says if we abide in this love that Jesus offers to us, our joy will be complete. Which means when we receive this gift of love, we will actually be receiving joy as well. That's what it brings. This is a biblical principle. And even though it's a biblical principle, we still have a hard time accepting love and receiving this gift. And you can look in other places in the Bible. In the book of Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, it tells us this. For by grace you've been saved through faith. It's not your own doing. It's a gift from God. How good are you at receiving God's gifts? 
So when we love ourselves enough to recognize that we really are worthy of God's love, regardless of our past, regardless of our sins, regardless of all the junk that we carry with us, we, we realize simply because God created us, we're able to put down that guard a little bit and trust that God really has chosen us. We know, Scripture tells us, we don't need to live in fear because fear, perfect love drives out fear. And we're talking about God's perfect love. We know that we are enough just as we are because God wants to love us. Because God wants us to abide in that love. God wants us to experience that joy. But it's not easy to receive it. It's way easier to give it. But the way God designed it is that you need both. So you can be the most giving person with a giant heart. But if you deny somebody who's trying to love you in the same way, and you reject their love, you literally are re you're taking away that joy that they could possibly receive. So can you let go of control? Can you allow yourself to be just a touch more vulnerable by pulling down those walls and by accepting that gift? Because when you love yourself enough to receive God's love, it's a whole lot easier to be able to receive other people's love when they try to offer it to you. So it's there when you're receiving that gift of love that you're letting people experience what Jesus described as holy joy. But here's the cool part. You and I actually have that, that joy dwelling right within us. Because Jesus went to the cross and Jesus died on that cross so that you and I would have everlasting life. And he didn't stop there. He breathed the Holy Spirit into us, which is the source of joy right within us. So we, we, we have this ability to be living in joy at all times because we have Christ in us. And he handpicked each of us to receive that love because he loves us beyond all measure. All we need to do is open our arms to it. But I recognize that this is easier said than done. I recognize I can tell you all day long, just receive, just receive. But we have had years of building those walls. We have had thoughts that have been programmed that need to be deprogrammed. We have hurt and we have pain that we need to heal from. I get that. So I invite you to offer yourself some tenderness. Offer yourself some compassion to see that you really, really are worthy of the love that our Savior wants to pour onto you. Because God chose you. So the next time someone wants to love on you, let them. It's going to be uncomfortable. It feels weird. But experience their joy. Watch how much it delights them to be able to give love to you. Be aware of where you put up those walls and where you need to tear them down. Allow God to love you through others. So instead of saying, no thanks, try saying, yes, please, and see what happens. And you may be surprised to learn that you really are worth it. You were made in God's image. God is love which means you are love.
So embrace the gift of both giving and receiving that love, and then bask in the joy that will follow. Amen. Let's pray. Creator God, we are so grateful that you pursue us, that you love us so much that even when we run from you and hide from you and build walls up and think that there's not a chance we're good enough for you, you just take us and lift us up and hold our faces and look into our eyes and say, you are my chosen one. You are my beloved. I love you. So, Lord, we ask for you to give us the strength to receive that love, to let go of the control we think we need to have so we can experience your joy. In your holy name we pray. Amen.